This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, we're at week 12 already. Uh and this Palace Preview Podcast and this week we've got Everton at home. Well, I put off Patrick. I've made him ill with my bad singing last week. So apologies to everybody who had to endure that. Um, Patrick's the last person in the world to have caught COVID. I'm sure of it. Um, but poor Pat, he's uh, not very well, so get well soon, mate, and uh, we look forward to um, speaking with you again soon, but we're lucky enough to still have uh, Mr Christopher Clark with us. Hello, Chris. Hi, Nick. You all right? Yeah, not bad. Um, no grounds this week? Well, uh, not yet. Um, I mean, I'm, got, I'm revisiting Selhurst on Saturday, but other than that, nothing. I've, I think I've had enough of football grounds after five in five days last week. See, as you're a Guardian reader, revisiting sellers would imply that you'd be looking at it with a slightly different eye than you normally would. Yeah, well, I, I hope not. I hope, I hope it will be, or if, if I am, it will just be more upbeat and celebrating a big win or something. Yeah. Well, tonight, uh, at the time of recording, I thought, oh, I'll actually put on something Palace for a change. And I just grabbed the first one out of me messed up shirt drawer. And... Um, this is only good if you're watching on video, but here it says on this shirt, founded mm. 1905. Well, yeah, so uh, Mikey likes to do um, April Fool's tricks, so I thought a good one for next year would be because we're 1861 now. Any memorabilia bought in the uh, centenary year has to be returned to the club shop. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah, but I've just given that one away now, so we won't do it. Um, no match report pod uh, this week. Apologies for that. I'm not sure what went on there, but um, we'll give them a proverbial kick up the bum, um, hopefully, and uh, we'll see with them back in action uh, at the weekend. Um, so like I said before, we've got Everton at home this week. We have got some Palace news, so uh, we'll go through that first. Um did you see um, 
I'm going to go for this one first. Did you see or hear about the Tottenham Chelsea game at the weekend? Not in detail. Um, I mean, I gathered, <laughs> I saw the result. That's about it. Yeah, eighteen minutes added on for VAR nonsense. Crackers. I mean, what's? Why don't we just moan about the ref getting it wrong again rather than having all this nonsense? Because it's the same row, but it's just about different people. Surely. Well, yeah, and it's the same people, isn't it? <laughs> so, <laughs> and they're not even at the ground. I mean, I, I will stand up for the principle of the technology. I think it's right to try and avert injustice. Um, problem is, it's absolutely not worked thus far. Um, so, yeah, it either needs to improve or get in the bin. It's got a bit anal, to be fair, hasn't it? Yeah, well, it's things... We, we parlance it in the... Um... <laughs> In the older days. Um, yeah, we're, you know, we're going to have to bleep this podcast now that you've said that. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, on a serious note, it's usually, nowadays it tends to be whether a striker's toenail was offside or, you know, someone committed a foul a minute ago. Um, you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me that you can... On the other hand, I, I was definitely always in the pub moaning about those things, saying... You know, he committed a foul in the build-up to that. So, I, again, I see the logic behind having brought it in. It's just not working at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Did you read about Ezra signing a new £100,000 a week contract? Wasn't I heard actually, that report. It isn't actually on the Palace site yet, but good news. I've seen, I've seen reports that it's um, in the offing. If it happens, it's great news. Uh, I mean... By all accounts, it sounds like it will include uh, some kind of break clause, such that um, you know if, if a big offer comes in, he can move on to a, a bigger club. And good luck to him because you know, I mean, he's he's an England grade player. Um, he's his contract is running short. That will make him the highest paid player at the club. And good luck to him because you know he's extremely good. Yeah, he got the assist, didn't he? Uh, for Mitchell. On Saturday, yeah. so that was good after being uh, being on the bench. But I'm going to come back to that in a bit because I'm going to talk about the Burnley lineup and some of the reaction to it. Um, the other thing after the Burnley game that I saw was that Paddy Mac is getting more kind of exposure, both on the website and kind of appearing on news channels, etc., which is Build speculation on the social media places that um, he is, in fact, being kind of his Roy's apprentice, ready to take yeah. over at the end of the season. Do you, do you subscribe to that? Do you think? Well, I mean, that that was widely speculated when um, the when he was given the job uh, after uh, Vieira left, and there was he'd obviously covered the job in between as well, so. You know, there's a logic to it. Uh, these internal appointments, they don't always work. I mean, I'm thinking of someone like Craig Shakespeare uh, stepping up. When you get the the big job, having been the number two, or you know, certainly not having had the experience of being a number one before, it doesn't always work. So I'm a little bit reticent about it. But you know, I mean, the the club will do what what it deems is right. I think. They're clearly at least considering it because otherwise I can't see why they'd be giving him that profile. 
Yeah. And if they're not considering it, they don't deserve to be running a football club. There's <laughs> always got to be an option on the table. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, anything else? Right. No, I'm going to talk about the bench because um, against Burnley because Eze was on there, which was great. Raksaki wasn't. It turns out since the game, we've found out it's Raksaki injured. Um, but the response on social media to him not being in the lineup, in our build up. Now, I know we're all old, old washerwomen gossiping about football on Twitter and, and wherever you gossip about football and bread and circuses and all that. But surely, if the bloke's injured, can't the club put that to bed? even if it's just five minutes after they announce the teams, because ever, the opposition know what the team's going to be now. Um, apparently, it's going to be out for a month. I'm not sure what the injury is itself. But um, aren't they, they, is this stuff deliberately fueled? Is it just bad social media management? Uh, is it deliberate social media management, or is it just bloody inept? I mean, there's no options there um, that are impossible. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, the thing is, I, I think let's let's be honest. I mean, you know, if it is an injury and everyone's saying that it is, then it would have been better to announce that. Uh, yeah, not but well, not before the team lineups come out. Well, obviously, you're you're giving you're giving intel to the opposition, and clearly, the, you know, the club's not going to do that. Although but, it has to be said, teams have stopped bothering looking with Roy as manager because it's pretty much mm. the same anyway. But that's by the by. Yeah, um, I, th- I think you're right. Um, it's there's generally a predictability to our lineups with these with these games, and you know that that has its frustrations for many. But equally, you know, all the time it's delivering results, I'd, I'd defy people to um, you know complain really. It's that's the key for me is the results. I do think it could have been handled better in terms of putting out that there was an injury. But on the other hand, you know, it's just I was about to say it's just us as fans and it doesn't affect what happens on the pitch and it doesn't, but it does matter because, you know, we we care so deeply and it would yeah. do no harm to just delay that frustration by sharing that information. So I don't know if the club has noticed um, or cares about the, the feedback that it's got. But I think the feedback was pretty ringing on social media in terms of the anger about that, you know, about Jez not getting selected or even being on the bench. Um, given the previous week's comments, you can understand why there was some concern about that. But we are where we are now. Hopefully the club's learned its lesson and will, if there is a need to not play a popular player, uh, then and it is due to a last-minute injury, then they'll they'll announce it in future. They certainly should. Yeah, exactly right. I've just been looking for um, updates on Elise's injury. Uh, now we've got Ebbs back. Um, do you know any more about that? I haven't seen anything. I know he was sort of back in light training, wasn't he? That's one of the first yeah. chance we might see him on Saturday. So, look, Burnley, just to summarise, was um, a very well defend uh, defense a very good defensive display um lots of corners for burnley in the first half which we dealt with easily 
Um, we weren't, we didn't take the game to Burnley, but we scored fairly early on. Um, it's a great goal. Um, a rare out of acceleration from our Jeffrey. Um, he was the answer uh, from a great cross in. Um, he completely lost his defender, but it was the only thing that he did in the first half, maybe maybe all of the game. Uh, the major thing for me, and I only had half an eye on the game, um, was Eze coming on. And, uh, he kind of got into the game quite quickly. Um, but provided the assist for Mitchell. He scored for the first time in front of fans, which must have been good for him. Um, Rumour is he told Hamadad to leave it, uh, which Hamadad did. Um, so that's that's actually fantastic and should give him a little bit of lift. lift. Sam Johnson was another sublime performance. Um, I've been watching Johnson and um, who's the other England keeper? Plays for Everton, Pickford. I mean, I know Everton haven't been that brilliant lately, but um, Pickford has been outstanding in every, every game I've seen him play. And so um, it's good competition for Johnson. Um, but we had very little possession, let Burnley have the ball and still won 2 0. And, you know, some people would say that's a Roy Masterclass, Chris, do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It, it was. Solid performance, wasn't it? You know, decent result. And I don't think there's too much more to say about it. As a lot of people were um, quite down on it still, very much kind of, you know, yeah, great, we got the points, but um, that was dull, um, defensive, etc. I, I do just want to quickly highlight the excellence. You said you said how good the cross was from IU. Yeah. The turn before it was incredible. It was absolutely sublime. And... You know, he. I think. I mean, I predicted that he'd score the the goal in a one nil uh, victory for Palace. I wasn't right about that, but on the other hand, I think you know the the beauty of that turn um, before the cross and creating a goal is pretty much as good as scoring one. So good for him. Yeah, exactly. And uh, hopefully he'll be uh, fitter than he was on Saturday. Yeah, and maybe maybe get a few more minutes. Um. So, yeah. Oh, I can't not say uh, how many amazing challenges Anderson made as well. Just absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. We are so lucky to have him in our team. So, Saturday, our mayor is a bloody disgrace because this game isn't happening at the same time as a minute's silence on Armistice Day. And it's happening miles away from the cenotaph. So why isn't it being called off, Chris? I jest. I jest. Thankfully, thankfully you jest. bloody mad. The whole world's gone bloody mad. Right. So Everton at home should be an easy three points, surely, because they are shit. They are, um, but they are clearly improving under Dyche, which is annoying. Um... I mean, they they worked the scum by the sea hard. They nearly beat them at the weekend. Uh, it was only an own goal by uh, a player I don't particularly like, and usually would be pleased to see see score an own goal. Ashley Young, um, 
who cheated and got Dicker Choice sent off uh, in our first season in the Prem uh, against Man U. Um, he scored an own goal against Scum by the Sea, which was uh, would have been pleasing, except it was them and got them a point. So, uh, yeah, but looked like they were. Good. It was you know a tough one, and they'll give they'll give us a game. Annoyingly, I'm confident that we'll do it, but uh, yeah, I, I'm not as happy and confident as I was a week you know a week ago before before. Um, they before they pulled that performance out against Brighton. Yeah. So, I was listening to I think it was the Gary Lineker podcast the other day. Who was talk, they were talking about Man United um, and how a club kind of once it starts rotting at the top, it takes a few years, but you start to see that in the team. Um, Everton fans are kind of up in arms about this new 777 partnership. Um, uh, their previous chairman, who sadly passed away, uh, Kenwright, Kenwright uh, you know, I don't know how much of a hand he had on, it, on stuff because it, he was obviously very, very ill and, and perhaps he was only there in kind of name only. But they've been in a spiral for a while, haven't they? Um, a memorable game recently was the FA Cup match when we just tonked them 4 0. Yeah. I think Andros might have come off in that match, or maybe that was another match before after he joined them. And they just always seem to be a team with ideas above their station and never going near where they expect themselves to be. Um, and we got a Got to remember Frank Lampard's uh, snarky comments after the thing, wasn't it? Fluke, lucky, yeah. corner, fluke, <laughs> or whatever. Um, yeah. What do you think's been the, behind their demise, Chris, from, from your very, very limited knowledge of Everton? Well, as you say, Everton um, haven't been my focus, but I do know a bit about them. Um, I mean, Ken Wright is a decent, or was a decent guy. Um, you know, he was a theatre man. Um, and he'd he'd run the club on a shoestring, uh, funding it himself for a very long time before bringing, um, I've forgotten the name of the guy who was the chairman until very recently. But by all accounts, I need to be careful what I say. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. ...about, about this, but um, it looks like he also, um, let's say, had a relationship with uh, the uh, Alisher Usmanov, the former Arsenal um, shareholder as well. Um, All right, yeah. I think he had a financial relationship there, it's fair to say. And obviously, Usmanov has since been sanctioned for being close to Putin. Uh, and strangely enough, uh, that chairman then ceased to 
have access to the money that he needed, seemingly, to do the things he was doing. The club is obviously highly um, invested in its new stadium. There's a lot of construction work going on um, on its new Docklands site. Um, so, have you seen that steep those seats are? Bloody hell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be. It'll be very interesting to see, you know, when when they finally get that get that place open. Um, <laughs> so they on the other hand, standing and replacing it with unsafe seating. But the big question is, what league are they going to be playing in? Because uh, again, like I say, that they've got a serious financial fair play. Why is there going to be an uh, an also ran super league mooted again <laughs> in the summer? Opposite. There's talk of a 10-point deduction for Everton. Oh, um, no. So, uh, you know, and they're already uh, on the brink at the moment. So if they were, sadly, to be hit by a points deduction, which would definitely not be just vengeance for the way their thugs behaved on the uh, last home game for them of the season uh, when they stayed up um, a year and a half ago, uh, and the way that they yeah. behaved, yeah. I mean, if they ended up going down, I mean, I'm sure none of us would take any any pleasure in that at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at their last few results. They got beat by Luton. I mean, win against Bournemouth, and then uh, a win against West Ham in their last six, um, and that draw with Brighton. So yeah, they are on the up a little bit. I had a look on some of the Everton forums, or one of the Everton forums mm. called uh, Grand Old Team, and uh, just to see what they thought uh, about the match and about Palace. They're worried about Eze. Um, Dallas is a horrible place where it's always windy. Um, yeah, uh, but they're expecting to take a point of this. Uh, from this game uh, but the one that um, got me was a plo- bloke on there called Brownie he said this could be the first match in his history where somehow both teams managed to have less than 40% possession wow. which is um... <laughs> yeah <laughs> which I mean, is... maths, but um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're battling to not have um, the ball because uh, both both teams do like it that way so, yeah. yeah, indeed. Um, they've got 11 goals in their 11 games this season. So that's not too bad. Uh, goal a game. Um, and getting in about 12 shots per game. Aren't these stats like brilliant? Um, our head-to-head against Everton, we've played them 58 times. We've won 15 of them. And we've drawn 19 and lost 24. Um, what's been your favourite victory ever against Everton? Chris? Ooh. I've never seen us win at their ground. I really want to see that happen. Um, I think you're probably going to be looking at that. You mentioned the cup game already, and I think that's probably the one that was just... I mean, I remember the that was, I think probably the first time that we sang the We've Got Super Pat Vieira song. Um, it certainly seemed new to I me. I thought it was Norwich away was the Ooh, first time. Yes, you're right, it was. Um, but it went big, and that, that was away, whereas this was at home. Um, yeah. It went 
big in the stadium that day. I'd, so I'd struggle to look further than that one, to be honest. What's yours? Well, that's one of my favourite songs of recent years. I don't know why. It must be yeah. the cadence of the verses. I'd, it was just a, an uplifting song. And they just didn't stop singing that at Norwich. Uh, my favourite has got to be the one that spawned uh, at the cup final uh, against Man United. Um, or it might have been a playoff final, actually, when I was with my brother and we we were walking to Wembley singing When Jeff Went Up to Live for Zanif Data, Data Systems Trophy. Yeah. We were there, we were there. Uh, which is quite a mouthful to try and fit into that one, one line. But, yeah, so definitely... That game, I went with my dad. I went with my uncle, John, who's an Everton supporter. Um, they've, they've both sadly passed now, so it's it's uh, quite a while ago. But, um, yeah, Neville Southfield sitting against the posts. Um, and up until that point, I'd never seen us win at uh, Wembley. So, yeah, it was a big moment. Um, so, yeah, I have one of our only major trophies that isn't even major. Um, when do you reckon we first played them, Chris? Oh, I'm going early. Uh, 1920. Not early enough. You keep forgetting Ooh. about these these FA Cup. Um, of course. Which is only two years after this shirt. Wow. Says we were founded. 1907. We drew it home to them in the FA Cup, which would have been quite a shocking result. Um, and then we lost four and away to them in the Cup. We'd yeah. have been a, a, a minnowy non-league team then. Um, but recent years, it's kind of been equally losses and draws with them. Um, the most notable um, win being the 4-0 um, in the Cup, as we've said. Um I seem to remember Thomas Brolin appearing for Crystal Palace, making a debut, and it was against Everton. And I think that's the day that Thomas Brolin played for nothing for us and put on a bit of weight. Uh, we lost that one, 3 1. And I was with, I took an ex girlfriend there. She wasn't ex at the time, she was current at the time. And I could tell that she'd never been to a football stadium before. Yeah. Because she walked in to Sellers in the White Horse Lane in and was blown away at how good it was. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Talking of newbies, um, that leads me on to Samuel Barnett, Barrett, sorry, the ref, who in his entire refereeing career has only refereed 97 games. He hasn't even got a picture on who scored. That is how wow. little is reft. He has reft three Premier League games. So um, he seems to have shut up the leagues quite quickly. Yeah. Well, let's um, hope he's up to it. Yeah, well, he's obviously decent if they've got that referee in there. Um, but other than that, I mean, I haven't even Googled him. Um, and then um, VAR is Andy Madley. Which is good, isn't it? But there well, no you go. relation to Bobby, sadly. No. no. So that's that. Um, how do you think we'll set up then? Given that we say we've got the players that we had on the bench and on the on the pitch on Saturday against Burnley, what 
what would you be going for, Chris, if you were if you were the manager for the day? Well, the question is whether Eze is up to um, playing ninety minutes or starting the game, isn't it? Because yep. if if he can, then obviously he's in at number ten. I don't see any world in which IU doesn't start. Uh, the left wing is always a mystery, but it sounds like um, Jez is You're out. not wrong there. <laughs> Elise is not um, going to be fit, clearly. I mean, unless there's a, an absolute miracle. I mean, I don't. we've, we've not even seen training footage yet. Um, we've heard he's, in, he's been in light training. So I don't think we're ready for, for him yet, or he's ready to play. So realistically, let's be honest, it's going to be Jeff, isn't it, on the left? Um, Dekure will play um, his CDM role. Back four will be the normal back four. Uh, and up front, I mean, it, I don't know if Mateta's back. If he's not, then it's got to be Edward. Um But, I'm, I mean, I'm not super inspired by that, but it is what it is. What um, I'm... I wouldn't be surprised if Rawdy was out. Didn't think he had that much of a good game. Mm-hmm. We know Roy likes to keep the same lineup, but um, it was a shocker. And I think he needs to, in fact, he, he got taken off. I think he needs to be reminded that he's got a little bit of competition, which goes against everything that um, we know about Roy. But that's that's just a bit of a feeling. I was going to ask you about Franca because he played for the under-21s who got knocked out of the EFL Cup this week against Wimbledon. Um, I think France have uh, played, Ozo played, a couple of others. Um, he's got a real coating on social media. And again, I think the my personal take on this is there's a lot on the lad's shoulders. Yeah. Um, a, because we know uh, Andre Moritz, he was from Brazil, wasn't he? But, you know, to actually buy this this wunderkind who um, who hasn't actually done a lot in Brazil, to be honest, but looks good, um, has been built up as something they're not. We had the whole Samba intro video, and it, it, it just totally goes against what Roy's been saying about him and that we shouldn't be putting too much expectation on him um, because he's not quite the finished article yet. Um, he wasn't getting much of the ball anyway, by all accounts. So he wasn't able to to show what he was doing. Um, whether that uh, shows that he's kind of a bit invisible on the pitch, I don't know. Whether he should be more vociferous, I don't know. Um, but what, what's your take on it all? Because we, we kind of, we pin our hopes, don't we, as Palace fans? Look at Edgar Davids, who I seem to mention every week on this, as uh, my beacon of disappointment. But what what do you make of it all? We've signed a kid with potential. Uh, I don't think he was ever going to be a first-team player this year. He he was never supposed to be. Uh, I think the club possibly overplayed him a little bit in terms Mm -hmm. of the way they've announced it. Um, And I I I think we shouldn't be putting too much expectation on a young kid who's not had a lot of game time. Uh, especially, you know, in that kind of uh, fixture, is not a real proving ground anyway. Uh, you know, two weeks ago, I think he scored scored a goal in the same competition, didn't he? Or certainly playing for um, the youth team, um, and that was 
taken as being really good. Um, there's a lot of reaction to the fact that you know Roy hasn't said that all the youth um, performed magnificently against Spurs, um, and yeah, you know, I mean he's rightly apologised for his comments that evening. But at the same time, I think what we need to do is calm down and not put too much pressure on anyone. He's not ready yet. And the fact that he's had one bad game doesn't mean that he's never going to have a good game. I mean, apart from anything else, remember Sorloth, who was hopeless for us and everyone had a massive downer on him, including me. Uh, I was never a fan. And he's gone on to be very successful elsewhere. So, you know, I think it's important not to overreact to one bad game. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I kind of agree with you with the lineup. It love love to see Eze in at that number ten, um, for the sake of Hughes, even because again he's a good battler, but he he hasn't got that little bit extra something that's going to nick a goal from somewhere or play a deadly through ball through. He's he's more breaking up play further forward up the pitch. Yeah, um, and he he does it quite well, but. But yeah, we've, we've a lot uh, to be thankful for the gay and Anderson, no doubt. They'll still be there and Lerma and Decor. Well, their places are yeah. kind of cemented as well. So, like you said, it's it's just just whether Schlupp can play. And he scored in the last game. So, you know, who's going to who's gonna deny him that? We're not um, Man United who can rotate superstar players uh, willy-nilly to great effect or not. Um, what's your prediction for the game, Chris? I'm quite confident for this one. Um, I'm I'm not going to say we're going to score lots because we, we don't. Um, but I think similar to the Burnley game last week, I'm going to go for 2-0. Yeah, I'm going to go for 3-0. It's about time we, we unleashed our scoring power. Um, we're going to wrap it up there. Um, it's a, about 33% shorter than our usual podcast, but that's because one of us is missing. So I make no apologies for that. Um Hopefully you can catch the match report in your podcast is uh, Sunday night, Monday morning, depending on when that comes out. DR at this at our time of recording is currently on YouTube doing a live preview show as well. You can catch that if you haven't already seen that. Uh, there'll be other YouTube content from D. Um, follow us on TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram. Yeah, I've been Nick, that's been Chris Thanks for listening, thanks to Mike for producing And up the palace International break next week So we can watch what goes on On a Wednesday night It's the 90th minute All your mates around You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go Your mates already got booked for double dipping And you steal the last nugget Snatching all three points Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. 
Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.